Right, a very good morning to all our viewers. Uh, this is Maryam Iqbal and I am stationed on FM Anchor. can be heard in um, 80 to 90 countries. Um, we're available on Spotify, on Apple and on many other platforms. We're back again with a, series, a business series, um, talking to inspirational business people uh, from all walks of life um, uh, who, who would share their experiences and enrich um, uh, people listening uh, uh, in Pakistan. Um, we, we've got a very exciting guest today, Kumar uh, Wali. Uh, he's an Iraqi Pakistani. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, uh, settled in Sydney, Australia. Uh, he's a technologist by profession, an ardent cyclist, a fitness freak. Um, he speaks four languages and he plays chess as well. Um, so polymer, I'd say, a man of many colors. Um, and we'll be talking to Omar today about his journey living in different countries, um, about health in general, uh, about how he juggles so many different skills, um, settled abroad as an Iraqi Pakistani, um, the COVID situation, um, the impact it's had on many of us and how he has been coping with, with the situation. Um, so Omar, over to you. Uh, a very good afternoon to you, I believe. It's, it's, it's 9 o'clock here in Pakistan. Ah, yes. Good afternoon to everybody, Mariam. Thank you so very much for that very generous introduction. I'm very humbled by it. It's, uh, yes, well into the afternoon. It's about half past three here in Sydney. And uh, we're looking forward to having a very good conversation over this uh, uh, show with you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Omar, um, I'll, um, I'm sure I haven't gone in depth with your corporate career, with your uh, stellar corporate career, uh, starting from Pakistan. Um, and you, you, you said you've lived in the Middle East as well, and you're, you're settled in Sydney now. Uh, as to how you started your journey, um, a little about uh, where you're, you're present at the moment. Um, so we yep. will start with your career first, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, well, humble beginnings. Um, I was the classic Islamite, as uh, it is known in Pakistan. Um, uh, basically born and uh, uh, bred uh, in that part of the world and uh, then eventually um, you know, basically did my schooling from one of the uh, old popular colleges of their Islamic College for Boys. I uh, mm -hmm. went off, did my bachelor's in information technology. And um, after that point in time, I was working for uh, what was known as MobileLink in those days, which mm -hmm. I believe is uh, So you started your career in the telecoms industry, is that right? <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. That's right. So it was, um, you know, booming in those days. We're talking about mm -hmm. 2000, uh, I think, four was it? And um, mm -hmm. it was a bit of a, uh, you know, it was one of the niche kind of places to work for. And mm -hmm. um, uh, then onwards, I uh, moved on to a few different companies. I was with uh, Huawei, which is a uh, renowned Chinese company um, sure. in the um, uh, information technology and uh, telecom space. Um, there on, I uh, had a bit of a stint with uh, Ittasalat in uh, uh, the United Arab Emirates. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that was uh, pretty much the part of my initial journey and then uh, basically uh, ventured out to uh, Sydney, Australia. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
that's where my career started taking a bit of a turn. I kind of, uh, you know, uh, laterally started shifting uh, my focus uh, towards uh, different industries. And uh, I was lucky to find my first uh, fit with uh, the Woolworths Group, which uh, essentially is the largest retail conglomerate in the Australian uh, New market. Um, and that's pretty much um, uh, me currently. Um, I'm working with them as consultants in their supply chain space, um, transforming the entire system to give them better uh, forecasting capability for all their stores and uh, entire, um, you know, uh, distribution centers spread across uh, the Asia Pacific. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, were you? Were you one of those snobs working for the top companies and, um, you know, um, what, 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 I mean, we, you know, working across so many and, and you just, you, you just stated that, you know, I won't call it humble beginnings, but someone who's, who's quite a hardworking guy. I mean, I, it, this is not something that maybe, um, uh, excuse me for stating this. And it's quite interesting having a look at your portfolio on LinkedIn, um, uh, you, you have a bachelor's degree, but you never went on, um, uh, you know, uh, to do so many degrees like people or students do out here, like masters after masters, and, and, and yet you've achieved so much and, uh, mashallah, um, uh, such a successful corporate career. So, um, what would you advise be for someone starting young, wanting a career like yourself and being a little overwhelmed and saying, oh God, how am I going to get there? Yeah. I mean, what, what tips do you give well, to someone who wants to start that journey and then, you know, for you to sort of, you know, you, you work for some of the very best firms and, and then across the world, I mean, what, what does it take to sort of excel? Uh, obviously, with communication skills, um, you know, I, I'm sure a whole lot of things like your attitude as well. Mashari, you've got a very good positive attitude um, and I'm sure there's so many other things, you know, um, yeah. for people to think, looking at you, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, you must have been good at everything, you must have been positive all the time, things must have been perfect for oh. you. And this is what we eat, you know, usually, and, and I'm sure it's not like that. Yeah, you see, well, uh, Mariam, you know, first off, uh, I must thank you for that. I mean, like, I, gen- I truly feel uh, very humbled uh, by your uh, assessment. But to be honest, I mean, like there are many people. I've got peers who are you know, further ahead, and there are some that are not there. There are some that are like uh, have achieved a lot more. Um, I think that in general, uh, life is a marathon, and we need mm-hmm. at every opportunity in that sense. Um, you know, when the going gets tough, it's easy to say that the tough get going, but. Mm-hmm. You know, my breakthrough in uh, any market was basically in a very unorthodox manner. I always, um, you know, basically used to uh, just focus on getting a chance to prove myself. Many um, of us out there would basically be wanting a particular department or a particular position or a title to go with. I have never done that in my entire uh, working life. Um, so my first breakthrough with Mobilink, which was in those times a very sought after company, um, was basically because there was somebody who was not wanting to actually work in a particular technology department in a particular space. Well, you know what? I just filled in the blank. And uh, the, 
there onwards, I just shifted laterally. I landed myself in better and better positions. So you'd say you were you were very flexible and you weren't after titles. You just went with the flow and gave it your best. And I think that's one of the best attitudes to have. I think I think you've summed it up pretty well. Um, you know, uh, this is how it needs to go. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of a, there, there's with, with and the ability to actually. Um, you know, uh, land your feet quickly uh, because all mm -hmm. the diverse roles that you worked in really helps you mm -hmm. going forward. So, whereas somebody who mm -hmm. worked in a particular space will find it difficult to diversify uh, by the end mm -hmm. of five, seven, nine, ten, twelve years, you will ultimately mm -hmm. think you will ultimately feel like you know it, it's easier for you to settle down in a particular role. As compared to mm -hmm. working in the same space for um, the same amount of time, so I mean, you know, a, a lot of young people come up to me and they're looking for jobs, or you know, uh, a they're not willing to listen and they feel they're entitled. So I'm using this word entitled, which is you know, a very dangerous notion that. Or maybe it's because everyone wants it fast, everyone wants it quick, you know, everyone feels they're entitled, they're not supposed to start as interns, yeah. you know, they've got double masters or a masters without any skills. And, that's and, and I think that's where uh, mentors on board need to come and um, I mean, I, I would want you to stress, uh, talk a little about yeah. this notion of wanting it quickly, you know, and saying, oh, you know, I'm entitled, you know, I, I, I don't want to be doing this because... Yeah. Whereas you worked the titles and you just wanted to learn and you went with the flow and it, it, it worked out well in the end, yeah. Yeah, Mariam, I agree with you there. I mean, like, look, uh, the sense of entitlement comes from a false feeling of thinking that you are absolutely a pro at something or you can, uh, you know, add value in a particular space. However, mm -hmm. further to the proof when you're actually just starting your journey. Because, you know, there's instances mm -hmm. where you just land yourself in a particular space only to find out that this is not something for you. Um, mm -hmm. That sense of entitlement that most of us do, or, you know, uh, quite a few of the entrants in the market or like, you know, uh, the newcomers in the market have is a bit, um, you know, overrated. Um, mm -hmm. Even from the uh, technical perspective. Because you know you never know. Mm -hmm. You've been looking forward to a you know very glitzy uh, company and a very glitzy job, and then eventually mm -hmm. uh, think, oh well, you know what, this is not for me because you know I wasn't expecting so much coding to happen over here. I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. administrative work to come into this, um, you know, and so on and so forth. I, I wasn't expecting to be talking to salespeople. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. You've really got to, like, you know, uh, give it a bit of a breather there. You've got to be flexible and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. let go of that because you never really know. I mean, like, sometimes some of the worst, um, like, it's very interesting because some of the, uh, you know, most challenging um, opportunities that I've had my way um, have mm -hmm. ones where I've tried the most. Um, you know, opportunities mm -hmm. where people would just, like, go and say, well, I'm not doing this. Um, you know, find mm. where you look. Interesting. Yeah, so you step into that space, you just basically uh, try to decide. And what's, what's, what's very interesting about your journey is that you you did things or you took on projects that you had no expertise in, but you, you, you know, you, you took on that deep of faith and you, and it was you worked things out. Yes, and Mariam, I'll share this with you. It was scary. 
I mean, like, you know, um, you've worked in a technology space all your life in technology industries, and then suddenly, large retail conglomerate comes up to you and says, well, you know what? I need you to transform my supply chain system. And you're like, oh, mm. I, I, I've never really worked in retail. And they're like, you know what? We'll pick mm. off your uh, technology and project management skills that you've done in the past. And it's amazing how, you know, some of the... Uh, you know, work that you've done in different industries uh, just gets translated to a newer space um, in a different way. I mean, like you've already like. So, um, um, would you would you say that you've always been this confident? I mean, I mean, the, for the period that I have known you, you know, you come across as a very confident person, very good communication skills, and what you've just said is is fair. Is something that didn't really sort of bother you. You, you, you were someone who just took on. Oh. Uh, chances and um, you know uh, risks. Would you say that, or is it something that I don't know how? How if you'd like to speak a bit about that? If if, if you're not afraid of it, you're probably not uh, vertically climbing up the ladder. You're not probably your right. profile. Uh, there's a little. So you weren't overconfident, right? Not at all. You had fun at all. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, 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 nobody's perfect. Uh, my mantra goes around the fact that, you know, whenever I step into a particular role, I'm a learner. And at the same time, I'm a contributor as well, wherever I can contribute. But and it's all in the, it's all in the mind. I can't do it. This is not for me. People are going to laugh at me. What if I fail? What if I fail? Like failure, you know, and people don't realize that failure is actually stepping towards something great. Uh, and just try it out, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Truth. I think these three notions of being fearful of people laughing at you yeah. and of failing, you know, people are so scared of failing. Yeah. You've got to be internally driven. I mean, like there's always going to be noise out there that will just, uh, you know, pull you down. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like not stating the truth if I were to say that I haven't been pulled down in my career. That, that's a regular. Sure. You've got to mark mm-hmm. yourself according to, you know, your strength. If you, gener- if you genuinely feel that there's something that you're not mm-hmm. suited for. Well, le- move, move laterally. I mean, like we're we're built as humans. We can like you know move. We can think. We're not trees. So if we're generally mm-hmm. stuck, which really doesn't ha- happen very often, but if I really like you know take up a role as a finance consultant when I have no idea about finance, um, well then mm-hmm. yes, I will get stuck. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, one, don't choose areas that you're totally blind about. Always choose an mm-hmm. you can contribute something at least, um, mm-hmm. where you can, and then you can permeate and gradually build up on your skill set. And two, if yeah. you end up feeling that well, you've signed up for the wrong thing, uh, make a general effort mm-hmm. to either learn it or if you can't learn it, uh, branch out, branch out. Right. Uh, talking about skill set, I mean, um, there's a notion of following cliched professions where we feel. You know, we're, we're only going to be successful if we become <clears throat> doctors, engineers. Um, and um, uh, I, I, I earlier on asked you this question uh, about uh, this notion of getting degrees upon degrees. I mean, and, and, and no one judging you by your skills and experience. So, I mean, knowledge by the end of the day is not the recipe for success, is it? And especially for someone who's done so yeah. well. But I, um, I, I don't look- see you. Yeah, look, the, the, that, that is one um, criteria that is probably outdated in this time and age. Uh, 
Um, mm-hmm. I've actually had opportunities as a consultant project manager. There are different companies that I can deal with. Uh, I've actually mm-hmm. had certain opportunities where I've been questioned about too much or too many certifications under my belt, and uh, mm. that had the hiring team in a bit of a um, you know limbo because. Uh, see, um, the way I see it, there is not much of a uh, com- look. Education is always good, but when it compares to experience, mm-hmm. experience takes the upper hand, right? Mm-hmm. Because somebody who's been there, done that, is obviously uh, you know worth more than somebody who's just studied about it. And this is how is evolving in um, today's uh, market. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. We can come across people who who who've all who've got degrees and have got lots of certifications, and uh, you know they're probably not really there because um, you know they mm. haven't had the experience. True. Um, so True. Sure. as well. Um, you know, it keeps evolving for people with experience. You get to learn. Uh, you, you know, like you mentioned that you know if you were to make mistakes, you learn one mm. less way of uh, doing the wrong thing. You know, the next thing will be mm-hmm. the right thing eventually, or if you make another mistake or the third mistake, the fourth time you'll get it right, and that's what the experience is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think degrees would be overrated in this time and age. Uh, but having yeah. said that, I don't think they're not important uh, because mm-hmm. it is your primary stepping stone. It can be your primary stepping stone. I think. Um, sorry to interrupt you. I think timing is the essence. Like um, you know, you've lived abroad, and your your children, Ashala, they're, they're studying now, and you must have observed a lot of things. I mean, uh, the way it is abroad, uh, people take a gap year, which is a must, um, and they go and they explore another country, or they. they it's very important on your CV to show. That you you know work for a charity or something, and and, and bachelor's in itself is you know a lot of people don't do that at around sixteen. Yeah, they start um, learning, they start working, and then they do a master's. Absolutely. Of maybe after they come, you know, and and we tend to do on that, uh, you know, uh, and not going through the journey. You know? So maybe like you know, uh, in installments, I'd say maybe, and 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 I guess that's for the government or the education system, which I don't see. Changing um, and sort of early entrepreneurship, you know, uh, it's not uh, internship. Sorry, that was like encouraged by the government, or make it mandatory. Um, and if they don't, I don't, I don't see things. And it's it's really sad, as you as you just said, people are just collecting degrees uh, without paying any emphasis on the skills. True. Um, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, like, look uh, uh, at the uh, behest of. Creating a strong economy, you will need strong skills at the lowest tier to actually come an engine to run it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the focus um, across many of these countries is obviously skills uh, as compared to um, studies, and it, it's it's amazing that mm-hmm. every particular component. Of the economy, vis-à-vis the industries and everything, is you know divided into proficiencies, which is then you know a proficiency is further divided into skills, and then you you have you know skill certifications that have been like uh, introduced by the government uh, for people. Mm-hmm. So say for example, if I were today, um, you know, just uh, think about stepping into agri tech. All I'll be required to do is 
to study a very thorough course for about three to four months in agri-tech and then step into the business and just which leads up to an internship and there's my entry into that particular industry. Unfortunately, um, in the developing world, uh, you know, we are just uh, being followers instead of, uh, uh, you know, leading in this space. Uh, we're looking for orders, we're not really uh, people who, we're not focusing on, um, you know, developing a strong skill set. And that I believe is something that requires a lot of incentive to people coming in. They need the assurance that this particular skill set will lead them to a particular, um, you know, area that will be benefits for them in the long and short term. And mind you, I mean, the amount of money that's spent on, you know, uh, all these degrees and expensive education and, and, and people just don't learn that some of the most successful people you know, never even went to university. Um, but uh, I'd, 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 um, I'd want you to talk a little about, um, uh, you know, portfolio workers. Um, it's, you know, people are encouraged since, since childhood abroad uh, to improvise on their skills. For example, if you're good at photography or anything, you know, along with your regular job or career, you know, people keep on sort of experimenting with their hobbies and sometimes they can go into you know, uh, businesses and things, uh, uh, and, and, and you, you do a lot as well, you're an entrepreneur and, and you, you still work for the corporate world. Um, how do you balance, uh, you know, uh, so many things and you're, you're, you're good at all of them as well. Um, and, um, you know, your advice to parents uh, to sort of encourage their kids to um, work on the skill set, you know. Um, I just met this uh, gentleman the other day, he's a doctor and he's a photographer as well and he's making his own electric bikes now. Um, oh. You know, a lot of people are negative, you know, his own parents think that, oh, you know, you're just wasting time on things here and there and just focus on your medical career. But people no. don't realize that, you know, um, um, you lose your job today and you're back to square one. And living in the times that we are living with, with COVID, I think everyone should think of an extra income line on the side. And, and I think entrepreneurship is such a beautiful thing. If you're a little patient and you get yep. it right, you know, uh, you're your own boss, you, you're, you're, you're contributing towards the economy, you're employing more people. Um, do you think parents should sort of, um, if they see a, you know, something in their children and maybe encourage them to go into entrepreneurship rather than I, you know, I, teach I, yeah, the way things are shaping up, I don't think it's a choice anymore. It's basically sure. something imperative. It's a must. Um, mm -hmm. The way the market is evolving, uh, we need people who are job creators instead of uh, job seekers. Um, and, you know, that is the only way out of this. Uh, you know, the professions that have been there back in the 50s and the 60s are oversaturated. Um, mm -hmm. We've got lots of people in that space. Technology is evolving. The world is evolving. Um, and look, there's plenty for everyone, provided that, you know, the right things are done at the right time. So when it comes to mm. kids, um, you know, let them follow their passion. If your child is great with building stuff, um, if your child is good with math, if your child is excellent at, uh, you know, probably in the arts and uh, uh, you know other related industries, uh, you know other related uh, skills. Uh, show him a path.
pathway at each and every stage of his show him or her pathway at each and every stage of their life that can lead up to great achievements um, as a professional, whether it be as an entrepreneur or as uh, somebody working for a firm. Um, mm -hmm. It's extremely imperative to do that because long gone are the days when you know there were just a couple of uh, uh, professions to choose from. Um, now, um, you know, we need a lot more uh, people in different professions that um, do not have the skill right now. People are not skilled enough to get into those professions. And, you know, uh, it needs a lot of sustainability as well, because um, if you don't follow what your passions are, um, if you force something upon your child and direct them in a direction that they don't want to be, it's not going to be really sustainable. We've got plenty of doctors out there who are just sitting at home, um, you know, doing uh, basically just, uh, well, yeah, not making any use of their degrees. We've got lots of, uh, you know, engineers. We've got lots of people out there who be following through with their work, um, which basically because they signed up for something that they were not passionate about. Those days are gone. Uh, things are changing. I have a friend who's uh, ventured into, for example, who's, who's a very pro-technologist, by the way, uh, who's ventured into dairy farming. And I was like, what? I'm mean, like, oh, what, what takes you into this space? And I was just baffled by the amount of technology that goes into it. And, you know, the way he basically has gone around and capitalized on his experience in a totally different industry has already allowed him to overtake many people in that space. So, you know, we need lots and lots of people to just follow their passion now. It's not something that will uh, be difficult to do because the economy in the world, the growing population needs people who can do things well instead of doing mm -hmm. a lot. Right. And um, a little about the COVID situation, I'd speak about myself. I mean, um, you know, I've got old parents at home and uh, I have to be very careful with my activities and stuff. And just that one year for me as a single person, uh, you know, my uh, going out of the house means a lot to me, you know, I mean, uh, the worst thing that can happen to me is just being stuck at home um, and not being able to communicate with the outside world and the whole world sort of thing, you know, um, in this vacuum for like nearly one year. And in some countries they've had the fourth lockdown now, as in the UK. Uh, a little about the mental health situation. I mean, every now and then you try being positive and then you have something really uh, negative with a lot of young people being reinfected. Um, and I know it's, it's easy to say to be positive, but um, you know, True. Um, how did you cope up and what, how, what advice would you give to people listening uh, about the COVID situation? Um, it's, it's, yeah, you, you know, I mean, like, uh... Asking someone to be positive, of course, is easier said than done. Um, and look, um, we need... I mean, people have lost their businesses. I know this girl uh, who owns a very... Uh, she started an online store by the name of Tharman. I don't know, you must have heard of... Uh, and then she she uh, started from her, her basement and uh, then went on to have branches all over Pakistan. And sadly, this year, she had to close down all her stores. And it was really sad to see, you know someone yeah. who'd, who'd done so well and then she's just gone back to square one so people have lost their loved ones and we've lost colleagues and 
businesses, rares like you say, you know, whole industries have been shut down, uh, and that overwhelming fear of, 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 you know, not all of us are technologists, so. You know, right. uh, I think it doesn't need it doesn't need a technologist in every space all the time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I I think that I mean uh, that pair of uh, uh, me. I've, I've got little businesses on the side of two retail brands, and I used to sort of really look forward to expos and exhibitions. And now we're having them online, and I'm just not getting used to the idea. You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, it's that's fine. Then, but but you, you pointed it right. If you don't have a choice, it's, it's, it's just yeah. the only way out. I guess, I guess you're right about that. I mean, like, it is a very challenging time for most of the entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, budding industries that we've, or the budding uh, companies that we've had uh, this past year and currently as well. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, just look at the example that you quoted a little while ago about your friend. Um, I've got somebody that I know as well, whose business actually was in the same space um, and um, you know their business actually kind of boomed and that too in Pakistan in year 20. I, look, I, I, I'm not saying that she probably didn't do the right things or I think it's a matter of perspective. At times we need to step back and um, you know take a look at how things are changing and just tweak our strategy a bit to suit uh, the way things are moving in the world. Um, mm-hmm. or like case in point, you know, there's, there's this, uh, I think in a similar space, I know somebody uh, who's opened up a store by the name of Khadi in uh, Pakistan as well. And uh, mashallah, they've got quite a lot of success with opening stores in different cities and that too in the past year when times were very challenging. Um, yeah. So there's no rocket science to it. I think they've just stepped back, taken a look at how things are going, uh, kind of mm-hmm. tweak their business model a bit to adjust, um, and forward from there on. Um, you know, it's not that you will be hitting a wall. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, people will still be uh, needing products that you're making. Maybe, I mean, like, uh, if you're making products that were too niche or like, you know, uh, with very high affordability rates for people, maybe take a bit of a step down on your product list and go into mass, um, you know, circulation or, uh, you know, different strategy that uh, goes for, you know, medium, medium quality, but a greater clientele. Um, right. Example, this is an example of like this, this does not, you know, uh, yeah. There's no such thing as one size fits all, but every every product will need to be tweaked accordingly. Uh, there will be those we'll need to step back uh, a mm-hmm. bit, um, you know, uh, step back from a conventional way of doing business, and mm-hmm. then see where there is an opportunity. Because with every threat, there's obviously mm-hmm. opportunity as well. So mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, positivity plays a huge role in it with everything in life and with the present situation as well. Right. And, and once you have that SWOT in order and you have mm-hmm. a roadmap that says, okay, fine, you know what? Sales have gone, sales have plummeted. Um, doesn't look like, you know, it's going to be eight days in the next six months. I need to do something mm-hmm. different. Once you've got that plan in front of you, that in mm-hmm. itself, working towards that plan might add to, will definitely add up to that positivity. Um, uh, a little about women in coding and technology as to, you know, uh, why women shy away from technology and uh, you're, you're the right person to sort of uh, 
you know give feedback on on this particular issue um yeah look uh, I, i've seen some of the best technologists that i've come across mm-hmm. uh in my career have been women um oh. i i've personally been trained by Uh, yeah, no. I was uh, I was super impressed by one of my trainers in Malaysia. Um, she was a girl who was, uh, you know, really hands-on with, uh, you know, uh, designing uh, infrastructure for very complex networks. And right. I think um, this this cliche about you know uh, girls moving into technology is not really the thing is long dead and gone. Um, okay, it's all about following. following up on um, you know what you've learned at university mm-hmm. following through mm-hmm. having that roadmap um you know having that roadmap for yourself i mean like even if you settle down at home um mm-hmm. girls like you know we're all going to have families we're all going to have other commitments and we need mm-hmm. to factor that in into our life but then accordingly mm-hmm. also um you know continuously brush up on our skills Uh, technology one particular area where you know girls really don't need to move out of their house uh, very frequently good point yeah. Um, yeah. and you know they can always like uh, you know venture into this space and um, mm-hmm. one of the best ways to start doing it is to identify areas locally um, you know there are small shops there are small businesses um, you know give them um, you know look up how to make an e-voucher system for example and just offer it to your local shop Um, you know, there's this uh, small company founded over here by one of my um, Indian colleagues, and she used to previously work in the same space as I was, and she started something similar. And business mm-hmm. is cool because mm-hmm. um, those kind of things uh, are really sought after by uh, small shop owners who cannot really afford solutions from uh, you know huge magnates like. Uh, Uh, staff or Oracle or Google. Mm-hmm. Um, like if somebody just moves in and offers them something, they give you good mm-hmm. money, you good business, mm-hmm. and the world goes like fire. Um, mm-hmm. And you, it, you had these um, amazing stories in India of like online sellers who not only they're not just selling from you know their own platforms, but like from Amazon and eBay, and you know what they're they're making good money. True, and uh, you know, I mean, like selling is one area, and the other area is probably just creating uh, sales-related solutions. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many uh, small and medium enterprises in Pakistan that I know of that could really mm-hmm. use a lot of that. Um, you know, just the other day, I had a chat with one of my friends who was trying to design a um, you know payment system for the transport management system over there. So, like, there's millions of notes and coins floating in the transport industry in Pakistan at this point in time which is an absolute waste of time and effort because you know uh passengers are you know just looking for coins and so are the um, you know transport authorities they're just looking for paper money to actually do their transactions there's nothing to really there's no swipe on or swipe off that is so common in the developed world and it's really very complex software it's not a complex software as well at all somebody you know and 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 i think any 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 whether it be a boy or a girl anybody who's like good at programming what 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 i'm gathering from your conversation is is the ignorance that we live in and with um and you know people like yourselves experts like yourself should be brought on board educate people and encourage people you know to see the real picture 
I think, yeah, look, it's important for us all to sort of, um, you know, take a different perspective on things as well. And that happens when you tend to move around. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you notice your friends, the areas which are weak in a particular place. You also then, you know, you're able to get a better view of the opportunities that come up. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of not being able to come up to that level. It's probably mm-hmm. the fact that we are not aware of what is possible. Yeah, awareness is, is yeah, that's, yeah. That's awareness awesome. is really important and, um, you know, opening up um, to different markets um, really gives you the, that and, kind of... And, and I should say that uh, it's not all gloomy. I mean, the startup culture is really booming in Pakistan now. And in yep. um, areas like Balochistan in the north of Pakistan, they have these IT boards now giving free classes in blogging and graphic designing. They've got yep. these innovation centers, uh, incubation centers for the young. Um, yep. So they are trying. They're, they're, they're trying. Sure Absolutely. I mean, like Pakistan has one of the youngest populations in the world. And, you know, that, that in itself is a, you know, goldmine. Because um, in the developed world, populations are older, they don't have those people. So it's a splendid opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not only the youngest population, but one of the largest populations concentrated in a particular area also mm-hmm. provides more opportunity for business. Uh, we need to put it in a positive light. Um, uh, a little about mentors, like did you have one in your life? I certainly didn't have one and I, I regret not being guided in the, the right direction. I was always a little lost and uh, a bit too ambitious and I ended up sort of, you know, jack or master of none. But I think men, it's, it's a very, you know, common phenomenon abroad, but out here it's, it's catching on. But having a good mentor, I think can make a huge difference it to a young person's life. Definitely. A it, good it, one that is, yeah. But um, uh, to be honest with you, uh, Mariam, I haven't really had a single mentor. I've been inspired by many, many people. Um, okay. uh, my mother, who, uh, you know, she was an inspiration for me. Um, the mm-hmm. way she managed her uh, career, her life. A role was, model of women empowerment, yeah. <laughs> was, she was, um, you know, a splendid role model in this space. And, uh, you know, I've always looked up to how she's worked her entire life and she spent her entire life uh, balancing so many things and being an expert in the field. Um, she's no longer this girl, but her name lives in her particular field. And that's... Thank you so much for that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's so different... You, you pointed out something, uh, you know, that it starts from the home, from your parents, and you had your... You know, your mom is an inspiration. And, and for a gentleman to sort of have a female, strong female figure is... Uh, you know, just goes to show it was just you know that that was the main backbone of your success. Um, exactly. And I hope that you know not everyone's that lucky, but um, I think parents should try hard. I think that's the first point of call. Um, Umar, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to a little about the mental health and things like fitness, and I believe you play chess and and and, and I've noticed this with a lot of people, you know, lots of professions and colleagues who are so bored and tired of their nine to five jobs or life in general. And they don't have a hobby, they don't have this little thing that makes them happy and it doesn't have to give you anything in return. But you know, yeah. it, it, it can be cricket or it can be sightseeing or, um, you know, um, if you would like to sort of paint this on that as to taking out time for an activity 
that you enjoy, you know, and that plays a huge role in your sort of mental health. To look, um, hobbies and me time is something that is exercise for your mental health, uh, as is like you know sports and other stuff for your physical health. And I think uh, you know sports and fitness is a perfect medium where you can mix up your hobby um, if you're into that, or uh, you know just uh, uh, basically uh, go for a healthier lifestyle. Um, all work and no play um, is not something that will take you a very long way because you're just going to wear yourself out. And uh, so we like our, our oily food and our, our um, you know, our metais and our jalebis and all that. So we need to work more. And, and don't get me wrong, I love those things myself. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, you, you just need to sort of. Uh, yeah, you need to control how things go, you know, uh, and, and, and just do it in a particular, like, you know, you got to be careful about what you're doing. If you've overdone it, you might as well just work out a bit more. Um, and, and, you know, healthy lifestyles, not just for yourself, but also for your family, because look, your kids are watching, right? Yeah. If you have a healthy lifestyle, um, it's gonna like pass that on to your kids, and you don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Omar, it's it's uh, we're we're over forty six minutes, uh, thirty six seconds now, and uh, um, thank you for taking out the time. I know we've been wanting to do this since a long time, but because of the time difference and other commitments, um, I'm so happy that we finally done this. It was wonderful oh, wow. talking to you. I'm sure everyone's learned so much, and it's one of the most interesting interviews to date. Um, Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. It was uh, wonderful to share notes on this. And uh, to, I'm sure uh, it's really sunny uh, where you are, and it's, it's a nice sunny day as well. So I'd like to tell everyone to stay safe and positive wherever you are. And I'd like you to sort of end the interview with whatever advice that you want to give to the viewers who are listening to you right now. Uh, well, uh, I think. Uh, Follow your passion, um, mm -hmm. have, have a roadmap, uh, be flexible. Right. Thank you, Omar. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking to you. More than welcome.